Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is a crowd podcast. I don't think there's a case to be made to argue with a referee's decision. It always something happens one way or the other with him at the end of the round. So Warrington's down. If someone is out for the count. Now, as someone, George, who knows all about early stoppages, what was your view on it? Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Hello, Deck. Hello, George. How are you? Well, the missus is back to start with. Uh, it's been daddy daycare for the week. She ripped me out an itinerary, needed it. You know, basically what uniform to put the kids in for school. You know, can't have them showing up with the wrong, you know, PE jumper on or whatnot. Snacks, very important, Deck. I know you, you know, you're a snack man, father. Um, we're all good. And there's been a great bit of boxing this weekend. So a great reason for me to log on and chat to you today, buddy. Obviously, it's featherweight week in the club. If you haven't heard already, Mick Conlon, we had our episode with Mick Conlon last week, another featherweight from um, from Britain. And he, he, during the broadcast last night, fight was announced. So we were hot on the press with that. He's boxing Jordan Gill, elite club member in Belfast on December the 2nd. So two George Groves Boxing Club elite club members facing each other December the 2nd. That doesn't happen very often, does it? Two ECMs going at it. Uh, anyway, it was feather- featherweight week and that meant Sheffield. Let's get straight into it. Sheffield Arena. It was a long awaited domestic showdown between Lee Wood, who is and still is the WBA featherweight champion and a former world champion, multi world champion winner, Josh Warrington. And the fight didn't disappoint, did it, George? Lee Wood behind on all three cards, getting bashed up, really. And he pulls it out of the fire like he's done in the past with a seventh round stoppage. Talk us through the fight. It was a bit of an October banger, wasn't it? It was. It was a great fight to watch, wasn't it? So if you haven't seen it, then get back and watch this fight. It would not disappoint. You know, both fighters are known for being in all action sort of fights or really entertaining fights and they, they both delivered. I couldn't really pick deck i know you asked me to make a decision beforehand and i i think i went with lee but i'm not even sure and i just couldn't really split him or pick him i didn't know how the fight was going to pan out i didn't know 
who's in what sort of shape, who's up for it the most, you know, will any of this play a difference? No one's sort of got home advantage. They're both popular guys, but sort of they're meeting in the middle in Sheffield. The fight starts and there's, you know, I think Wood probably starts a little bit better. He looks like the naturally bigger guy. They've been talking all week about how this is his last fight at featherweight. He's really struggling to make the weight, but he's a, he's a big dude. And he might start marginally better. He might shade the first and second round. But f- but then Warrington catches him in the third. It looks like he hurts him in the third. His tactics were sort of becoming more and more clear and evident. You know, he, he had a really, really high tight guard. Um, obviously, he doesn't want to get caught at all, really. He's having success. He's having success with his bent arm shots. You know, he wants to dig the body. But Deck, do you think that Lee Wood hurt or caught and registered a shot in that first you know, first and second round. Because I thought he landed on Warrington where, you no, know, Warrington's legs didn't go or anything like that. But it, it looked like he caught him a couple of times where he thought, I'm not going to just get away with this tonight. And I don't know whether they were just warming into the fight. You know, both guys, sometimes that happens. But different from the Conlon Wood fight where he gets he gets hurt in the first round, I think Conlon box is exceptional. <laughs> Momentum's going in, in Warrington's way, but Wood's still look dangerous like he still looked dangerous he looks cumbersome at times and sort of whether he switches off maybe that is to do with being tight at the weight he can't stay focused stay switched on but he's still got that that equalizer power now it's, it is equalizer power he switches doesn't he switches southpaw even if he did, couldn't get off as well in the southpaw stance was he just taking less punches from warrington it ends up we get to the seventh round and warrington's starting to boss it now I got, I got hands up. I was busy Saturday, so I didn't see it live. I watched it knowing the result. So I think the shock factor wasn't there for me like it would have been for everyone who's watching it there in the arena. It's like what it felt like it would have come out of nowhere. It feels like Warrington's starting to build into it. I thought there was always that that look from Lee Wood that he could hurt Warrington from, from the first round, really. My pick was based off the idea that Warrington might just be on the slide a little bit. And when you're a pressure fighter and you throw a lot of punches and you come forward a lot, it's not great when you're on the slide. It's not, they're not the attributes that are good for longevity. But I thought he was back to his best at times. Middle rounds, he was all over Wood. And yeah, Wood in Southpaw, I was like, mate, he's so dangerous. Just get in orthodox and just do what you do. But he was in Southpaw a lot. It was interesting because Mick Conlon told us about that shot that he throws in Southpaw, like your Jamie Cox rear up a bolo almost to the belly, to the solar plexus. And it was almost as if they were in Southpaw for that reason, because Warrington's coming forward so much that they found they got a bit more space for some counters, which did work a few times. But other than that, I thought Warrington was all over him and would not really get much off. But the whole time, and I know what you're saying about just that little thought in your head, like it's not over really. Like Warrington's not just going to run away with this because Lee Wood, when he boxed Reese Mould, that was the same night actually that um, Josh Warrington got stopped by Maurizio Lara in the bubble. He was hurt bad by Mould, came back to stop him heavy. Of course, Mick Conlon dropped him heavy and he comes back in that fight and wins by knockout. It's like he is the smash and grab king, isn't he? So the whole time I'm with you, I'm thinking he's still got that. He's still got something up his sleeve. Um, he's not just going to feel sorry for himself here. They're, they're, they're trying to set something up and he has the power to do that. I did want to ask you about the Southpaw thing though. Did you? Did that surprise you? It, he, he sort of switched a bit in the past, but he was... He seemed like he was in Southpaw for like large, large swathes of the fight last night. I did, and I was thinking, oh, is he a switcher? You know, like, is this because sometimes you are you you're watching it, and then they, they do it and they do it well. You know, like it's not a huge difference in his orthodox to, to Southpaw 
stance, the way he sets up, the way he shapes up. So you're like, oh, you know, if I, if I, has he been doing this his whole career? And I say, ain't noticed. But yeah, I mean, it didn't. I've never been a fan of it, so I'm always a really harsh judge of guys who who switch it. Most fighters are usually inferior one way or the other. So stick with what you know. It's hard enough, this boxing game. Just work on one, you know, that's plenty. And then give them a different look. If you want to switch, but you're doing just try to get, you're trying to get one shot off or you're just trying to take one thing away from them. Not sure if it is Naz. I know Naz obviously switched it a lot, Prince Nazim, but the way he would punch off of that unorthodox stance where he'd switch stances and punch, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. But um, it didn't work against him. Would, I don't think. He comes out high, you know. So when Warrington sort of gets in and Warrington does like, he's happy to let combinations go, let his hands go in in bunches. And then when he comes out high, the chin raises up, he pulls out. uh, And that he was getting caught at the end of that shot. Warrington lands some really good body shots, I thought. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, just before the combination that lands on Warrington to stop the fight, I'm thinking this is, this is going Warrington's way. He's going to win. Like, he, he's he got the feel. He's got the measure of Leewood in front of him. It was that niggling bit where I'm like, well, you know, he's got equalizer power. And I think he might have caught him in that early round. It was either one or two where there's like just a slight dip of the head from, from Warrington. I'm thinking he... He didn't like that, you know, he didn't like that, but doesn't show it, you know, it's not something where you're like, all right, well, he's only got a land to win. On the subject of Southport, that's the stance he was in when the finish came and it was the lead right hook from that Southport stance that sort of started the the turmoil for Warrington. He's sort of on his way down and then Woods just unloading, then hook cross, hook cross, and basically all of them are landing and Warrington goes down. It reminded me Andy Lee stopping Matt Korobov to win the WBO middleweight title. It was the same thing behind on all the cards, just waiting for a moment to exchange in the fight, just happy to slip behind because he knew that he could do it. Um, and the finish was similar. Didn't drop Korobov, just sort of swarmed him, but similar vibe. Anyway, Warrington, so let's get into the stoppage. So Warrington, this is like the, cl- you hear the clacker go, like as they're sort of shaping up to exchange. He touches down like literally as the bell is ringing. So I don't know what it is about Lee Wood, but the same thing happened in the Conlon fight, happened in the Lara fight. Remember where the stoppage is right at the end of the round. It always, something happens one way or the other with him at the end of the round. So Warrington's down as the bell is ringing. He gets up between like four and five-ish and he walks back to the corner, unsteady legs, but he's not like stumbling all over the shop. He's not, you know, he's not fresh. Referee Michael Alexander sort of following him to the corner. And then Warrington just hunched over the ropes and you can see Alexander counting behind him. He counts eight. He's still got his back to him. As he counts nine, Warrington turns round and Alexander, without looking in his face or anything like that, looking in his eyes, just waves it off at nine. I must say there wasn't much of a scream up at the time. Like the corner weren't going mental. Warrington wasn't going mental. They have since said it was the incorrect decision. When I watched it, I didn't think it was that wrong. Having seen it back, I think it could have been handled better. Uh, Now, as someone, George, who knows all about early stoppages, what was your view on it? I would have liked Warrington to, it's the end of the round, the the bell's gone. I would like him to have turned at nine and Michael uh, Alexander look in his eyes and go, I'll give you that minute. Let the the corner decide. I would like to have sat down at the minute and then come out again. Uh, Well, I mean, Warrington is up on the cards at this point. He's doing well. It's a brutal knockdown from him you know he gets caught and then he sort of he's frozen and he's stuck and then wood lands two 
three, maybe even four punches. Definitely the last two are sort of standalone shots that would probably put you over. So he's it's a heavy knockdown, but he's a fit lad. He's jumped up almost instantly. If he turned and turned and put his arms on a rope and it was the neutral corner, I think oh, he's all over the shop. He doesn't even know where he is and he hasn't turned around. But there's that weird element where he might have heard the bell and he's turned and he's almost waiting for the corner to put his stall in to sit down. He might not hear the referee counting, you know. So, so, I mean, I wasn't at the arena, so I don't know if it, if it is the seconds at the corner who's counting or if it's, he's, he's trying to hear the ref counting. But he turns at nine. It's always dangerous, you know. He should have turned at six or seven, looked at the referee, let him get to eight and then he checks he's okay yeah, yeah i'm fine and then i'm sure if he had turned at six or seven he would have got that minute recovery it's a weird one if you turn at nine nine is ten you know uh and ten is out i don't think there's a case to be made to argue with a referee's decision i think the referee was well within his right to, to stop the fight there and then but as a fan i would have liked him to have been able to sat down and had the minute rest now whether whether lee wood's corner then is going to have a scream up and go fuck me you've given he he wasn't he didn't make the 10 count and you're letting this fight go on i don't know so that's that's a totally new argument and maybe that's why it had to be stopped there and then but Ultimately, you got to beat a 10 count, yeah? You haven't got to beat an 8 count. So if he turns at 9 and he waves it off, I've never really been a fan of that. Like, count the full 10. Give it a full knockout. It's not a technical knockout. It's a full knockout. If you're done and dusted, you're on the floor and you get to 8 and he ain't even tried to get up, then you can stop the count at 8. But if he's up, he's standing, he's turned to the referee to say, I'm okay, and he just waves it off at 9... I personally would have, especially since the bell's gone, it's not even like if there was 15 seconds left in the round, you're like, he's going to have to say box on and then he's going to have to survive this last little onslaught and something's going to come at him. But he's got the minute. I mean, he's eaten into the minute already. So as a fan, I'd have liked to have seen it carry on deck. How, how about you? Yeah, I think you make some very good points. First one, that one about the 10 count. Now in Britain, if you're getting up to your feet as the referee's counting 10, it's over. Whereas in America... If you're up while he's counting 10, you just watched Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder the first fight. If you're up while he's counting 10, that's part of the 10 count. But over here, they just won't have it. So maybe he thought, well, look, he's not, he's turning at nine. So for me, that's 10. So I have to wave this off. I'm with you. Like it's a 10 count for a reason. I don't understand why he wouldn't count the extra second. It's not like someone's on the floor unconscious and needs medical attention and then it's like dispense with the count there's no point it's like do the count there's a reason for it nor is there someone still hitting him you know like you can jump in at any point if someone's hitting taking damage that's not happening either so i what i can't for the life of me understand is why he hasn't completed his count when warrington's looking at him and stood up in front of him during a break between rounds it just and I know that they're under incredible pressure and these things happen very quickly, but I just don't quite understand why he hasn't gone nine, 10, then waved it off, but he hasn't. And what it's done is opened the door for this con controversy. Lee Wood has totally rejected it all and said, look, this fight was going one way after that, which might be true. And I must say, I'm always someone who will err on the side of cautions with stoppages and be like, one punch too soon is definitely better than one punch too late. But because of the context of the fight and the timing of the round, it's like, I just can't work out where the safety issue was there. Count to 10, pull him out or let him sit down. He's got his dad in the corner. His dad will pull him out. But in the referee's defense, when I'm watching it live, to be fair, I'm like 
like buzzing because this this, this is the essence of, and the the drama of boxing that we all as boxing fans like crave that one punch turnaround. That's why we all watch it really. And this has unfolded. So it's hard to keep a, a cool head. But at the time I was like, well, he's fucked. Like, look at him. He's, that was a bad knockdown. He's been stopped. That's fine. But when you really watch it back, you're like, hmm, there's maybe a couple of openings here. Anyway, we, we had a big response. We'll get into what everyone's thought on, on Twitter. But I just wanted to say, re- read out what Josh Warrington said in the post-fight press conference. He said, I feel a bit hard done by tonight. It was the end of the round. I got to my feet. There's a smile on my face. I turned around at eight and the next minute it's waved, waved off. I was cruising the fight ahead on the scorecards, but switched off for a split second. It's boxing. I turned around at eight. I thought I'd be at least given the opportunity to sit down. I know the referee is there for my own safety, but I'm deep into my career. I've never really never really been hurt and this is my seventh world title fight I should have been given the opportunity to carry on couple issues there it wasn't eight it was more like nine if you watch it and you watch like what Alexander's fingers are doing and he has been hurt in his career a couple of times so maybe he's thinking of that maybe he's thinking of the first Lara fight when he's getting battered and stopped I don't know George that seems like the sort of normal reaction from Warrington you can't like I kind of get what he's saying as well do you? It felt like a fraction too late but again we've gone back to that argument of should it just be a 10 count anyway? You can mention that he's deep in his career as an experienced fighter. It's his seventh world title fight. You know, he wasn't on a, a hiding for nothing. You know, like he was, he was doing really well. And who knows, you know, who knows? The minute rest, he comes out. Lee Wood tries to jump on him and then we're right back in it. Now, this is the frustrating thing, Deck, because like this was a really good fight and it was a fight to sort of get excited about because of the because of the guys in there but also it was over delivering i think it was still over delivering it was a good fight and it was a great fight to watch and it was cut short at the moment we in the the free promoter era here in the uk we don't get a lot of good fights we don't get a lot of good shows it's all what ifs and maybes i don't think you can really complain with the referee's decision because we've seen that time and time again where if you're not if you haven't beat the eight count you're not allowed to beat the 10 count he should have turned around straight away maybe he was still concussed maybe he's confused maybe he's waiting for the stall to get in as I say maybe he's heard the bell and he's forgot that he's been dropped and he's getting counted there we've had the big reaction on on twitter the controversy has very much opened the door to a potential rematch um should we have a break there We'll come back, we'll go some go through some of our listeners' comments and we'll have a look at what might be next for both men. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so George, people losing their shit about this stoppage. But we've got a few here, George. Um, did any stand out for you? Owen Aston said, wrong stoppage. Think he should have given Warrington a minute to recover. Joe Cordina at the city ground. I think Wood would be too big for Warrington if the rematch was at a higher weight. So he's talking about the rematch already. We haven't even got to that point of what's next. But he said wrong stoppage. He sh Warrington should have got the minute recovery. And I feel like that's where I'm at. I can't argue with that. So I'm on I'm in it with Owen. At overfeed underscore S said, Wood can't box at that weight anymore. He looked lethargic and was losing most rounds. Warrington did nothing to convince the ref he was okay. Why is he facing away? Bizarre. That's a very good point. He hasn't made it an easy decision for Alexander, has he? No. And do you know what that might be? That's like almost that experience. He's saying he's a seven times uh, world title. You know, he's been in seven world title fights. If, you, if, it was, if this was your first world title fight, first time on the big stage, he would have been making eye contact with the referee the entire time. He would have got up and said, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But maybe he was just a bit too relaxed because he's got that experience and thinks, oh, I'll turn, I'll turn at eight. But he didn't. You know, he turned eight. You can't turn at eight. You got turned before eight. Maybe just a little bit too relaxed. Should we do a few more before we get on to some ECMs? I got a good one from Chris Lloyd TV. At the same point in the first Deontay Wilder against Luis Ortiz fight, Wilder was in just as bad a shape as Warrington at the end of round seven. They gave him the minute and then 35 seconds with a doctor at the restart. Then he boxed on and got the stoppage two rounds later. 90 seconds recovery time is a lot at this level. Now that, I was at that fight actually. Wilde was in all sorts of trouble. And in New York, they had some, I'm not sure if it's all the time or they were trialing it, where a doctor can assess the, a boxer at the end of the round. So he basically just got an extra, th yeah, 35 seconds, Chris says. It just goes to show he shook it off. He got buzzed, but he shook it off and he came back and he knocked out Ortiz and they did it again in the second fight. Agreeing what you said there, George, like once Warrington had the minute, dad in his ear, back on his feet, back in the fight, he might have come back and won, but we will never know. George England, Warrington seemed composed enough to be pissed off with himself. I was, that's what I mean. I was trying to look for the big scream up, you know, the corner going mad, Warrington going mad. I think he does say something to the referee. I can't hear what he says, but it's not like, that long and then he turns and he sort of you can see his disappointment as he sort of lays across the, the top of the ropes that is instinctive as well like that's an instinctive in all fighters like they can't help it you always complain about the stoppage it's, it's like part and parcel no one trains you that in the gym but you just can't help it it's what happens you're always going to say what nah no no it's not always a clear indication of whether you know whether you had your senses about you or not. Jonathan Fell said stoppage of convenience wouldn't have happened if he was A in the middle of the ring or B it wasn't the end of the round. That's a good point. The T boy at Cup of Tea Father said ref can wave it off without a count or at any time during the count if he wants. It caught like I absolutely accept that. But again, I the only reason I can really see for pulling a count is if you think that the boxer needs immediate medical attention. Stopping a fight at nine seconds as opposed to 10 seconds isn't the difference between life and death. He didn't, he wasn't 
straight on the oxygen and we got to air, air ambulance him out. He's in the ring for t- 15 minutes. You know, he's had a little... He's had to do that really awkwardness where your opponent comes over and says something to you. Hopefully it wasn't anything patronising because no one, no one likes that, do they? You know, oh, you was like, all right. I thought you was, you was, I thought you was dog shit, but you was like better than dog shit. Like you caught me with a couple of shots and it was good. If someone is out for the count, eyes are in the back of their head, get them straight in recovery position, get the doctor in straight away. Let's see to them and sort them out. And then that's different. If they're getting caught, but they, they don't go down, then the referee's got to jump in and protect them. Yeah, no, I don't see a point of stopping it early. Not for me. We've got a couple of literal big hitters, some elite club members, George, that you could tell us what they said, but Peter Graham... I think he just summed it up perfectly. He said, it's not an outrageous stoppage, but a poor slash strange one in a fight of this significance, which is true. And it? it's not, we're not crying here, but it was just, it was all just a bit weird. Yeah. At that point in that fight, such a pivotal moment. But yeah, I think big Peter Graham, the voice of reason once again. Yeah. Well, ECMs were in, in touch a plenty. Uh, one being million dollar Anthony Crawler. He come in. Wow. With, not one, not two, but five exclamation marks. He goes, I genuinely thought Josh was a few rounds away from stopping Lee. Two exclamation marks. He looked well in control, hurting Lee to head and body. Looked like the power was draining from Lee. And then that, two exclamation marks. Heart from Lee, he was shown time and time again, he can only be admired. Ashley Theophane got in touch as well, George. He said, too many referees make piss poor decisions. Hashtag Wood Warrington. Speaking of last words, should we think about what's next for both men? We know that this will be Lee Wood's last fight at featherweight, so he's going to vacate, relinquish that WBA title and move up to super feather. He's also, as well as that move up, he's been promised that his next fight will be at the city ground the home of Nottingham Forest, who he supports. But obviously with that comes the requirement of a very good opponent that's going to have any chance of like, maybe not selling it out, but justifying that expenditure. So we sort of, that shortens the field or the potential opponents that he could have. Eddie Hearn said in the press conference, he thinks it's the biggest fight available to Lee Wood because of the controversy. Do we want to see the rematch next? Maybe, maybe, maybe. They've got to do some work, I think, to to keep this hot. If they both want it, then run with a bit of conspiracy, you know. Um, it's the problem when you're on the zone. Like, let's get it straight, you know. I have controversy on Sky Sports News. It's on Sky Sports News day in, day out. Everyone's TV's got it, you know. The zone's going to be tougher. So, they, but if they want to go to a football stadium with it next time out and it's not for, you know, eight months, then they've got to keep momentum going. Um, up at a new weight will both guys agree to it straight away imagine Lee Wood he wants to move up anyway is that does that suit Warrington maybe Warrington's really tight at the weight and who are the super featherweight world champions at the moment we've got Navarrete WBO of course we've got Joe Cordina IBF Oshaki Foster who boxes next weekend uh, and then Hector Luis Garcia who boxed Javonta Davis has got the WBO so in a way the controversy might help Lee Wood get that city ground fight. If they did the rematch next at Super Feather, who would you make the favourite in that fight based on what we saw last night? There's an argument both ways, isn't there? Like, how could you not put Warrington as the favourite who you felt got into his rhythm and was boxing better but got caught? But then if you're going to move up in weight and you think he would will be a better version at a bigger weight and he's just won, he's got that equaliser power, can you go against him? But will he have the same effect? You know, like, obviously, he's moving up in weight. His gas tank might not be that great because 
is such a burden to get down. Even his punch resistance might not be that great. And we've seen him get hurt. We've seen him get up off the floor. But maybe his power is phenomenal at, at featherweight. And maybe upper weight division, his power is just not quite the same. I'll probably make Warrington a favorite going into that. And you can just imagine, like, not that Lee Wood would take his foot off the gas, but it's that mindset of going in there with the win as opposed to that mindset of going, I've got Avenger loss. You know, uh, that's going to be vital to both guys and, and and make a significant difference on the fight. So, and I, I can see where, you know, Eddie Hearn, he, he would have already looked at the numbers. They would have gone, right, Joe Cordina, he doesn't sell as many tickets as Warrington. If you're going to host a champion, you're going to have to go on that, that contender split. Would he do the Warrington fight on a probably a healthier split than he'd done the first time? More money, home advantage. Uh, with his win on the record and then maybe pick up one of the after that fight if he gets through it pick up a lighter belt and then he's got a unification to go into with Joe Gordina which always makes you know makes more money doesn't it so you know if if he can get to that stage it might be way too far in planning ahead but I'm sure if he could pick his route that would be the route that he would be looking at something with Joe Gordina like let's not forget we were told that he was going to be the guy to build the big thing in Wales and in Cardiff he knocks out Agawa and then his first defence, which never happened in the end because the, he got stripped, was going to be in Abu Dhabi. So then he comes back, he goes back to Wales, wins the title again with a really good win. His first defence is in Monaco. Now we know the purses in Abu Dhabi and Monaco obviously are, are inflated because they're, they're sort of like a slightly different, it's not on tickets and whatnot. But there's obviously something with Cordina that he keeps getting sent to the other places. So Wood might look at it and be like, Warrington has got all this Leeds fans. Like he brings his Leeds army, especially if it looks like my career's on the line and stuff, they're going to turn up to Nottingham and he's just beaten him and he might look at Cordina. Like I look at Cordina, I think that's a really bad style for, for Lee Wood. You know, like a good counterpunch, a tough can punch, like can be elusive if he wants sort of coming into the prime of his career and also established at the weight already. He might think, fucking hell, that's a hard fight. I could just fight Josh again for more money or for more people here and not as a challenger. So yeah, I think Cordina, a lot of people like Owen Ashton, who you already mentioned, he said Cordina. Adam Murphy said, go up, move up and fight Joe. Obviously, it become you could become world champion in your first fight of the weight, which obviously will be a massive carrot for him. But I just think, not sure it makes sense too much. Another one, Navarrete, WBO champion, incredibly exciting fighter. He's 38 and one, big puncher. I feel like if you're fighting Navarrete though, that's your ticket to America rather than you get him to the city ground. That's more like that will get you to Vegas, I think. Do you think Mick Conlon, if he beats Jordan Gill in December, the prospect of that rematch up at Super Feather would be good enough for the for the city ground or would that shift enough tickets do you think he's put on shows in ireland hasn't he and you know they've looked immense they've looked banged out you know, they looked the part and the first fight was so good reruns of the first fight who's not going to want to tune in for the second one whether that works i mean i'm sure conan maybe conan would be right up for that because that's a it's an avenger loss or is he chasing world titles you know i'm not sure mick Conlon, we should say by the way has announced he's left top rank as well so he's essentially a free agent he, he seems to be obviously he's linked up with matchroom to some extent the the jordan gill fight is a matchroom card in belfast co-promotion with conlon boxing so it's exciting times for him and maybe he'll just think do you know what that's a good opportunity for me
I'll tell you what we do need to get is Lee Wood in the club. I'm pretty sure he's an elite club member already, but how, if he hasn't been in the club yet, but you're already an elite club member, what does that mean he's done? He's clearly hit the follow button in his podcast app deck and uh, he gets all the notifications now whenever we release a HPT. How about that episode Wednesday for our regular programming? Any other bonus stuff? The ECMs would have noticed that Friday we had the first in our boxing IQ little uh, segments. The idea there, George, is that there's so much gold. We've been going over a year now. So much gold in those episodes, especially if we've got new listeners. They might not have heard it. So we just want to serve you up some of the some of the good bits, the golden nuggets of, of boxing knowledge. And who knows, maybe people went, fucking hell, Frank Smith. I, I mean, he hates builders because that's what he told us all. But he's could do a good episode on the George Groves Boxing Club. He doesn't really hate builders, by the way. He did explain himself. Listeners, if you've got any ideas of what we've covered already, but you just want it pint-sized or you know carved out, or you want us to talk something new, then get involved and let us know. So you can tap us up on the socials. Always the same. GG Boxing Club. Uh, that's on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You can email us, ggboxingclub at crowdnetwork uk if like you're like anti-social media you know there are them sort of guys out there anything else they can do deck yes if you like lee wood who's obviously hit the follow button but i also saw him not cutting around nottingham with a ggbc snapback on the gray hoodie the famous exclusive gray hoodie he had a water bottle on as well um he would have probably gone to the twitter and gone on the link tree and hit up the merch as did poochie sent a picture to us we'll put it on the socials where he's at an NFL game. He's holding up the exclusive black t-shirt as Pucci. So he's hit the he's hit the, the merch button as well. So yeah, they can do that if you want to get involved with the merch. Spotify, if you need a good playlist, including Mick Conlon's entry, uh, and that is on Spotify search, The Ring Walk, or that's also available on the link tree. If you listen to us right now and you're thinking, this is all right, but it could be better. And how would it be better? There's only one way, maybe ad free, Amazon Music. We're back Wednesday, George. It's a bloody good one. We're gonna we're gonna learn a thing or two, George. Do you know who we got? No idea, Deck. Who is it? For Dal Riley, the man of many talents. Not only is he one of the most promising cruiserweights in Britain, if not the world, He's also racked up 100 million views on YouTube. We need to get him in and see what what are you, mate? Are you one or t'other or are you both? And of course, made famous Vidal by his work alongside KSI, who boxes on Saturday. So we might see what he's got to say about KSI and influencer boxing as a whole. So the timing couldn't be better. See you there, Dak.